Welcome to the only show where we talk delayed movies, delayed TV shows, and speed. I am speed. And we bring it all to you right here, right now, on the Third Real Podcast. My name is Ryan Muse, and with me, as always, is Mike. Hello. And Dave. It was a kid's movie. Um, I mean... Pew pew. <laughs> Indeed. So what we do here <laughs> each week is one of us walks the others through taking down a bad movie related to something newly delayed in theaters. It's all in good fun, though. I mean, like what you like, except this movie, because this <laughs> week, in light of the delayed release of Maverick, the Top Gun sequel we never knew we wanted, but I'm definitely looking forward to, I bring you another movie all about high-speed action in the air with Disney's planes. You so Mike, what, do we tell I, him that he's watched it already? already? Excuse me? Uh, you've do already, I have to re-record that, that intro? I what? You've already done that one. Did I? Oh. Um, yeah. Oh, oh. you know what then? I think what I meant to say, sorry, is uh, we're going to bring the high-speed action to the roadways with Disney's cars. Yeah, no, no. You, you've done that more than Are, twice. <laughs> Are oh. you okay? I, I've, you've covered these movies. I've been seeing a therapist lately, and he's been helping me move past some past traumas, so I think maybe uh... I've blocked that out. Okay, fine. You know what we'll do then? We'll do another Tom Cruise movie, uh, because after he conquered the skies in Top Gun, he looked to conquer the Daytona Speedway in the movie Days of Thunder. Oh, nice. You are not tearing apart Days of Thunder. I am tearing apart (laughs) one of the worst, probably the worst Tom Cruise movie I've ever seen. Uh, A movie funnier than Talladega Nights, the parody NASCAR movie. You've seen all the Mission Impossible (laughs) movies. You've definitely seen a worse Tom Cruise movie. I like the Mission Impossible franchise, actually, even the the bad ones. Well, there you Um, go, folks. Now you know this review has no weight whatsoever. (laughs) Okay, <laughs> uh, look, look to set the scene for you. Uh, this this is directed by Tony Scott. This is the less successful Scott brother. His his brother Ridley Scott, who made all the good movies: okay. Blade Runner, Aliens, Gladiator. You're gonna have to explain to me who the famous successful Scott brother was. Yeah, but Ridley Scott. Okay, got it. Yeah, uh, and t- Tony Scott, uh, not so much. Um, so uh, th- this is this movie's NASCAR. Uh, um. NASCAR is, we all know NASCAR. It's the best of the best who can drive in an, in an oval, only turning left or yeah. whatever, right? Like, better than anyone no else. No right turns. Um, I mean, it's, it's... I thought the point of NASCAR was to get into an accident. It, it kind of Because that's when everyone gets excited. Oh, okay, yeah. I was going to say, I don't know what the appeal is, except, uh, I suppose, the fiery destruction that inevitably occurs in this movie. Um, Any the, scene that you see about NASCAR involves an explosion. It's never without incident because nobody cares. It's the it's like the high school dodgeball of sports. You, you have high school, <laughs> like of, of, <laughs> you've got high school dodgeball on one side, and you've got like the NBA on the other side. The NBA would be like your Formula One or your or your Le Mans racing. Um, the the dodgeball, and I'm not talking like high school dodgeball. I'm talking like like fifth grade professional and, like fifth, grade, <laughs> fifth grade and under dodgeball well if so, you can dodge a wrench uh, uh, so this movie uh actually finally actually doesn't get started till about five minutes into the movie because it's just all credits it's just cars going fast and rednecks drinking beer um and it's just five minutes of this to music as the credits roll uh and it Perfect. actually yeah uh, 
it's everything I thought I knew is about NASCAR. There's a wreck as well, but it's just like it should have just music. kept going. It just the credits go up and then and then the it just turns into the end credits. final credits. <laughs> yeah, and it just I should do a fan edit of the movie and be like, here's a better version of this. Uh, so it actually opens with this guy walking alongside a tractor, the, the best parts about NASCAR, um, in a, mm-hmm. an open field, a farmer. And he says to the guy driving it, he goes, I want you, a man of considerable talent. You crashed into a wall while racing or whatever, but look at you skillfully driving this tractor. I want you to build me a car. Uh, and they, they try to get out as much really? exposition as possible in the beginning about this guy's past and what they're doing here. And I'm like, I'm assuming then that it's just going to be race cars for the rest of the movie. Uh, but it's not, unfortunately. Uh, so they're it's in race the racetrack uh, the next day. They've, they're, they're like, well, let's, let's see this driver you got who's going to race this car that I'm going to build for you. The movie gets right into it. Um, and doesn't a mullet-haired Tom Cruise come cruising on down around the corner on a motorcycle, leather jacket, sunglasses on, music blaring. He's just ready to rock. He is just so cool. Uh, his qualifications. That was probably Tom Cruise's uh, sexiest looked. I think they. The ju- I think it was just some paparazzi video that they just spliced in. They're like, we can't get much cooler than how he is in real life because he can't act, so he can't act cool either. Do you ever? Do they you just ever... Le- release some doves behind him. <laughs> do you ever wonder why they always get him to play like like it's always a motorcycle? Yeah. Every, every time he has to enter from a long distance off. They rarely ever have him just run in offset. They know he's got a motorcycle in. Wonder why that is. Wonder where he where he gets that in his contract. So Tom Cruise, uh, he gets off his motorcycle, and you know what his qualifications are to be a NASCAR racer. He he races motorcycles, and he says, "I saw NASCAR once on ESPN, and now I want to drive on more than two wheels." I mean, he's already more qualified than Zoolander because Zoolander couldn't go left. <laughs> actually he uh, uh he can't drive he does admit in the movie freely that he doesn't know how to drive um that he can't drive he's Tom Cruise. He everyone know, else takes him he around. doesn't know about cars he doesn't care about cars all he wants to do is go fast he just wants to go fast he wants daytona that's literally the only reason why oh oh no actually the reason why let me just skip ahead to this shit. Um, they're like, why don't you just keep <laughs> racing whatever it is you fucking raced before that we don't give a shit about? He says, because he wants to go to Daytona and he chose stock car racing over any other kind because the cars are the same and his best chances to win are that way. Well, He's got no passion. He's got no love for the sport. He's he just like, know, yeah, he he just just this is my easiest way in to be a winner. Fuck you. That's not an endearing character trait. That's not, that's not what he... That's... You okay, are, you are lambasting a movie that I actually enjoy, and I don't think hey, I'm going to stand for it. We listen to you take apart Highlander, all right? Yeah, yeah, and, you, and, and Holiday, you, and you fought me the whole way. So one, he knows he's an exceptionally good driver in the movie. He doesn't know how. Cars no, he doesn't. Work. He's terrible. Yeah, he doesn't know how cars work. And he's not, actually a terrible NASCAR driver. He does very poorly. But he, but he's not a bad. You said he could, didn't know how to drive. He knows how to drive. He's a race car. He's a professional race car driver. Yes, his motivation for wanting to go to Daytona is kind of weak, but the reason he wanted to do NASCAR over any of the other things at race is because NASCAR is all about the driver, and he wanted to show that he was the best driver in the world. That's why oh, he that chose makes NASCAR. Sense. 
had nothing to do with the fact that it was the easiest one to get in. If he wanted to get to Daytona, there, Daytona is a racetrack that's open all the time. He could have gone on, on, on an open <laughs> track night and raced around in, in a, whatever car was available at the time. I'm not sure. A Chevelle. But he chose NASCAR because it would it would display his talent as a driver because he doesn't think the cars matter. Well, that's not what I took away from this movie. <laughs> I so I think we're going to cut all uh, that out at this point. No, well, no. Oh, you know he's going to cut that out. Oh, no, no. We'll slim that down a bit. Uh, so no, <laughs> 80s movie though uh, would be complete without a young superstar like Tom Cruise uh, performing in a montage. The first of, of many in this movie of endless montages. I don't think I don't think it qualifies as one of those movies without a montage. Exactly. Um, it was their only way to tell the story back then. Montage. One of the as as the montage cuts between cu- the montage cuts between him racing poorly uh, and them building a car uh, for him to race in poorly later on. Poorly. Uh, it turns out though that these cars, these NASCARs, I didn't realize they're pretty much just glorified go karts with aluminum siding. Uh, there's there's not much to them. There's a there's a um, inside, and then they just cover it with sheet metal. That's it. It's just sheets of metal. At least that's what this montage taught me. Uh, of course, being a movie, <laughs> I doubt its accuracy. It is extremely accurate. If you ever <laughs> want to see something funny, go watch a NASCAR get into to an accident with one of the uh, field trucks. You know, like the the because so the NASCARs are all purpose built machines. The field mm-hmm. trucks are just. Dodge or Ford or whoever pickup trucks. Right, it's like a pick, proper pickup truck, right? Right. So when the NASCAR hits the pickup truck, the NASCAR just ceases to exist. Uh, <laughs> and the pickup it, truck drivers like, is that is a bug? It, there's there's not a mark on them. There yeah. there might be some some paint scrub, but that's about it. It, it. The NASCARs are tubular frames with a giant engine, a driver's seat, and some metal body panels. Like I guess that makes sense because they want it to be as light as possible, it, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. So they, so they don't uh, shy away from uh, really showing us how uh, bad of a driver he is at NASCAR in the beginning, uh, because he's constantly complaining on on their little head radios about cars rubbing up against me, or, or sorry, cars rubbing up against him, and he yells, "He attacked me!" And his like pit crew <laughs> manager is like, "Son, that's NASCAR. They're bumping you. Grow a pair." They touched me. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "No touches." Did he just spin out and go like, "I've been hit. I've been hit." Yeah. Uh, the next montage uh, is, and then we're gonna skip ahead that. So he keeps doing worse and worse each race um, because he really sucks at driving. Uh, uh, like someone cuts him off, and he just just piles right into a barrier. Um, it's terrible. Uh, at one point, he jumps out of his car to fight his pit manager because the guy was giving him shit over the radio, uh, and so the <laughs> boss is pissed, uh, and he says. You made us look ridiculous out there. And his words, his, his exact words are, you made us look like a monkey fucking a football. I've heard that expression. Really? I was going to be like, mm-hmm. way to waste your one F-bomb in this movie on just the dumbest sounding line in the world. I'd never heard it's it before. From, like from that movie? I guess so. That's where it came from? Well, that's a, that's a direct quote from a scene. So it could have been invented by this movie and became famous for it. Um. But Tom Cruise, in his infinite insolence, blames the guy who made the car, saying the car, you know, that's exactly like every other car out there, is blowing its engine. And then the guy who made the car blames Tom Cruise, saying, uh, well, the one thing he's supposed to do is rev the engine, uh, and he does it too much or something. And it's, the, it's his fault that the engine blows. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't, scene didn't really make any sense. 
Um, we didn't see, because we didn't actually see a single blown engine in that whole five-minute racing montage. Uh, and then Tom Cruise really hot-headedly just yells, well, maybe I'd worry less about the engine if the car didn't blow its tires. Again, not something actually shown in the movie so far, a car blowing its tires, but that's his his big point of contention with this car. Um, of course, the guy I who made it. I think that's the only scene that I remember. Really? Is about the tires. Yeah. Because then the guy points out how oh, every other driver out there finishes on their tires. And then what's ridiculous is the boss man actually takes Tom Cruise's side. And I'm like, the common denominator here seems to me to be Tom Cruise. He clearly seems to be the problem, not the car. <laughs> uh, but it's called Days of don't, Tom Cruise's Thunder, you, not Robert yeah, Duvall's. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm like, don't blame Tom Cruise. You're right. It's, it's my, my fault entirely. You're, you put the movie in. This is all your fault. And then, so this is the scene where the two of them go out to a bar to to talk it out and where Tom Cruise admits that he knows literally nothing about cars and he just wants to go fast. Um, and he's like, so you got to dumb down the explanations for me. And they literally decide in this scene um, to make up like their own vocabulary. And I'm like, wait a minute. So the movie's really going to come down to NASCAR explain like I'm five. And yes, the answer is yes. That's what it turns out into this movie. I think that was just to... Uh, save them doing further exposition over the terms used by NASCAR. He's like, look, just tell me like I'm five. But then you've, right. you've made your, get it then too. You've given me a dumb main character in order to help me understand NASCAR. Like, I don't know. Does it seem like a bad choice? I mean, he's a fish out of water, so it tracks with his character. <laughs> yeah, I know. But th- th- so that's what I mean. They because cr- they created this character is not based on anyone real. They've decided to make a movie about a character who is ignorant about his sport only for the sake that they ha- can dumb it down for the audiences is what it seems like it's coming well, down to for me, which in that well, case you already makes said me that, feel and it's like... also because he wants to be a winner. So he's come from other racing. They've given him a backstory. Yeah, but it just isn't good enough for me. I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. You don't make, you give, if you're going to give me a character to root for, give me someone who's competent. But then he has nothing to overcome. All right. Well, look. I'm thinking your therapy uh, has been just distorting your view and is making you very hostile. Yeah, I skipped it a bit for the sake of taking this movie down, all right? Look, also, it's a bad movie, okay? Look, I don't recommend anyone to actually see this movie. Yeah, no, there's nothing good here. The script is nonsense. The story is unbelievable. The acting is terrible. And then suddenly John C. Riley is there. Um, and which, you know, he'd go on... And everything's better. He'd go on to star in Talladega Nights with Will Ferrell, an amazing NASCAR racing parody. And in the meantime, uh, he's like just a groupie with an acoustic guitar. So I'm going to tell you how this movie goes from a dumb movie to the dumbest movie that I thought couldn't get any worse, but actually does. Look, despite being lifted up but from John C. Riley's appearance in the movie, um, the dumbest scene that I think I've ever seen in any movie with the exception of all of Artemis Fowl, uh, happens <laughs> next. So, <laughs> the look on Dave's face. <laughs> so It's a kid's movie, guys. It's a kid's movie. <laughs> uh, okay, so they're driving at night in his big company RV, going from one race to another, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. It's a stupid movie. Um, they're drinking and having fun, and John C. Riley is there, and they get pulled over. And there's like, there's five state troopers... I don't think Mike remembers this scene yet. He'll probably remember halfway through this. Do. Five state it's troopers. Not even halfway through the movie. Now, is this before he blows the tire and then ter- tears up the roadway and gets stuck in a small town? <laughs> cars? Yeah, no, no, we're not doing cars. Remember, I already did cars. 
I was just trying to see if I could trigger you. All right, so there's five state troopers uh, escorting them out of their RV. Not again. And they're all like, what what do we do? What's the charge? All right, so they say, they tell them all, up against the wall and spread them. And Tom Cruise is reluctant, of course, because he's the hot-headed character. Uh, So they shove him against the trailer. Like, shove him. Because they're cops, they're Ooh. they're they're getting they didn't aggressive. They did bruise Tom Cruise. Oh, they bruised him they? and his ego <gasps> and his beautiful face. No. Uh, so he's starting to get pissed, um, and they start they start patting him down, and we see the hand of the state troopers patting him down, uh, feel up his leg, and then start to get a little higher and feel up his crotch and start rubbing it, and the camera pans up and it's a woman and. Uh, she's like, I think he's got to conceal the weapon. And she starts doing his pants, like like a reach around. <laughs> and I'm getting very did the, uncomfortable. Did the music I've start? I've totally bought... No, they haven't changed the music or anything. Uh, I'm, oh, no. I'm buying into this scene that these are real state troopers who have pulled them over. and Because uh, everybody also in the scene are visibly shocked as he is literally being molested by this police officer. Uh, she turns him around, shoves his back against the RV, takes off her top... And lets her hair down and starts smiling and is like, the guys thought you'd like me. And they all start laughing. And that's it. The scene cuts. The scene cuts right there and ends and jumps to the next day on the racetrack. I'm like, whoa, step, what the, step back for a second. What is even happening here? I guess, I guess, because they don't explain it. I guess they hired a stripper or a prostitute Maybe but they had the state troopers he, bring because over because he just he just won the race before. I mean, um, it's a it's a eighties movie trope. I'm kind of ashamed that you didn't realize that they hired. But a there's four dudes. There's just even though there's her, there's four other dudes in full state trooper uniforms, yeah. and they have cars. They have cars with flashing lights, red state, and blue lights. They're state troopers. They brought the stripper to the thing to help out with the whole gag. So she's so they're real police yeah. then, they, and they, and they she was the only one who's a them. sex worker. Right. And they just gave her a uniform and they drive her out into the middle of the nowhere yep. to pull over this RV in the middle of the night after yes. like hours after the race is done. Maybe they're fans. Just to, spend... to get Tom Cruise laid? You need to spend more time in the American South. That's just an everyday Tuesday <laughs> down there. That is not a lot of effort. Then I guess that's why they figured it was safe to cut away with zero explanation uh, because they figured, oh, everyone will get this. This is a daily thing for everyone. This is a this is a common global experience for everyone. Uh, I mean, they, I was I was so confused. Do you think that state troopers tops come off in two pieces like that? I don't know what I was thinking. I was very like, concerned about what was, was happening. She was wearing tearaway pants. <laughs> so the movie uh, I mean it's hot going. who knows what the uniform's like <laughs> so the movie keeps going there's a spectacular crash he gets a concussion he goes blind he recovers he drives again blind. he's scared he practices he drives again some more and wins and it's the end of the movie and uh, Nicole Kidman is in this and she's the doctor who helps him recover and they fall in love or whatever it's a, just a massive waste of her and her her no, I was going to say talent, but she's not talented. Um, and that's it. That's the movie. At the end. It's a garbage movie. So the movie about NASCAR is about a NASCAR driver who learns how to drive NASCAR? Yeah. He learns that it's... No. Okay. He, that sounds consistent. It's, not, it's more important than that. He learns that it's it's not all about him and he needs to be part of a team. No, 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 no. There's no team stuff that, no, uh, because when he's not, I was gonna say, so then his purpose racing, of who's going to NASCAR when he's recovering is countered by the fact that he's 
becoming a team and it's not just about him. When he's, no, because when he's been the rest of the half of the movie just quote-unquote recovering and in love with Nicole Kidman, uh, he's, he's a really bad boyfriend, like he speeds, and he's a jerk to his rival in like a restaurant, and just a whole bunch of dumb scenes happen that made me shake my head like, why does anyone like this? I'm going to wait for it my to like get back. It sounds like the therapist so is helping you or helping you process more inf- more feelings than just in regards to these Pixar movies. Uh, and, maybe it's deep and, and, diving and so into your relationships I'm as well. left asking who could possibly like this movie, this utter waste of my time. And apparently not many people do because it's only got like a 30 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is considered, as far as uh, ratings are concerned, one of Tom Cruise's lowest points uh, in his career. Uh, and I bought it as a, a combo pack of like four other movies, so I don't feel so bad because much better movies were part of that, like The Firm and... and, and Mission uh, Impossible 2. No, and uh, uh, the f- <laughs> A Few Good Men, uh, Collateral, much oh, better nice. movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Vanilla Sky. I liked Vanilla Sky. Mm. Anyway, really? so I should have watched any of those movies instead of this, but I had to for the sake of you guys. So you're welcome. I thoroughly. And that's I, it. Like, now, I go, now I want to go rewatch Days, Days of Thunder. Of Thunder you shouldn't. A fun movie. It's not like. No, it's not. Yeah. It's. It sounds it, like it was a, a fun, fun movie. movie. It's not. It's not perfect. It's. It's Tom Cruise. There's so very little much. race. No, there's so, very hold, little hold racing. Uh, most of the time. Are there any explosions? Yeah, there's one. So we've got explosions, fast cars, and strippers. You're saying, and it's a bad movie, <laughs> and lots of and lots yes. of crashes, and no. lots of crashes. No, nah, there's like one crash, um, which is spectacular, and it results in an explosion, which is spectacular. And it's got Tom Cruise in it. it yeah, it, it but it's his, it's honestly it's the worst performance I've ever seen from Tom Cruise, and I don't think he's a bad actor. I've seen him in lots of stuff, a lot of stuff. I think he's good. I liked him in Minority Report. I liked him in. Uh, that movie, that sci-fi movie, Oblivion. He, I thought it was really cool. In he just plays himself uh, in every movie. Eh? Like he's, he plays yeah, but the exact he, same but he's got every movie. But he's got like the same kind of charisma and natural um, believability in whoever he is, even though it's always his personality. This uh, maybe it's because it was really early in his career. I haven't watched Top Gun in a long time. I need to rewatch that one. Maybe it's the same. Maybe he was just still finding his feet as an actor. Uh, because he's just looks. He is all looks in this movie and zero substance. And that's the whole movie. The whole movie is all looks. Look at these pretty cars. And there's no substance to it. The story is nonsense. The script is nonsense. The acting is nonsense. I... All of it's bad. Nicole Kidman is terrible. She has such a bad Australian accent, even though that's where she's from. And it was still really bad. Um, I also watched Tom Cruise or Tom Cruise uh, Top Gun not too long ago. Yeah. And yeah, no, it's it's the same as this. You're 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 gonna right, find then. that he's playing the exact same. I don't. I'm reading the lines off the page. What more do you want from me, character that he plays? <laughs> but that's what he. Does, well, that's when... what he has played his entire life. Every time you see him on on like other than that one interview where he jumped on the sofa, he, <laughs> his whole life is scripted at this point. Yeah. Well, when the Top Gun sequel Maverick finally makes its way to theaters, maybe I'll do another episode. I'll be the one to do the episode and I'll go back and rewatch Top Gun and tear that equally down. 
uh, to its bare bones of how bad that is, I'm sure. Stop. But in the you meantime, it didn't seem like it. You didn't succeed with Days of Thunder, but you can try again with Top exactly. Gun. Oh, funny guys, funny guys here. Well, so uh, that wraps it up. Then, if anyone out there is uh, thinking, "Oh, I wish I could have gone out to the theater to see uh, Top Gun," maybe I'll just watch some other random Tom Cruise movie about going fast from the same era. Don't watch Great Days idea. of Thunder. You're welcome. I watched that trash heap for you. You can go watch something else. Unless you actually like and, car like, racing movies, in which case it's a pretty good one. No, and there's a dozen other better Ford, car racing movies. Versus Ferrari. No, there's a dozen other par- car race movies out there. Yeah, go watch Tally Ford vs. Ferrari. X. Ford vs. Ferrari is so much better of a movie about cars. That and was a them. really good movie. But uh, otherwise, then, though, thank you, Mike, for joining me this week. Thanks for having me. And Dave. Thanks for having me. So join us then next week for a fun special episode where we're going to look at some, uh, the latest, uh, we're going to look at some new pilot episodes of some new shows and, and, uh, we're going to put them on trial and see if they really are worth your time. Uh, thanks to Dave who loves everything and Mike who hates everything. I'll be the judge of that though. Wonderful. And we'll, Mike, do you want to announce what we're going to be putting to the, putting to the court? Um, I'm drawing a blank on one of them. So I know we're doing Solar Opposites. Yeah. And, oh, Perry Ellis. And Perry Mason. Mason. Perry Mason. (laughs) Who's Perry Ellis? I keep saying that over and over again. It broke some sort of records on HBO or whatever for for pilot episode. Uh, I'm not looking forward to having to tell you how bad it is just because it's really, really good. Oh, shit. All right. Well, there you go, everyone. That's Uh, a taste for uh, next week. Got that one in the bag. It's an easy one. <laughs> oh no! Don't say that. I'm looking forward to both shows. All right. So, so if you're looking forward to, or interested in either of those shows, come on back next week for us to put them on trial, um, and we'll see how that goes out. Thanks uh, for coming, guys, and see you next week. See you next week. See you next time. <laughs>